Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. You'll notice uh, Jared didn't chime in right there. He is on vacation. Uh, traveling the world, well, at least that um, guy. That guy takes a lot of vacations. East uh, Columbus, um, <laughs> and uh, we also have John Esterly with Rare Buzz Effects. That is correct. He's joining us today because we have an extra special guest tonight, today, tonight, whatever it is for you. Uh, this is a good day for us because we have Marcus Reeves from Reeves Electro Guitar Pedals. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you've heard us talk about him several times on the show, and no doubt, if you are a, a enthusiast about pedals and you're paying any attention to Instagram, you have seen some of his handiwork, which is um, nothing short of glorious. So. Ugh. Um, we are really excited to talk to him because this is, uh, some work that has really captured our imagination and, um, it's just going to be really fun. And, uh, from what Thank I can talk. tell, he's a pretty good guy. Uh, 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 you've been speaking to my twin brother then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Marcus, where I'm are you idiot. calling from right now? I'm, uh, I'm in this, uh, in the Midlands of the UK, um, in my garden shed. Well, I build all the pedals. Okay, so you're mm. you're in your garden shed, and you have yeah. a cup of tea, right? I do indeed. Yes, and yes. And it's raining. It's raining. <laughs> I've got tea in my Abbey Road Studio mugs, which I'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's just started raining, so I'm kind yeah. of I'm warm, snug. I've got all my favorite toys around me, and I'm on guitar knobs. What better could could I do this afternoon? It can't get any better. The than only that. thing that'd be Absolutely better is, is if Paul Hollywood dropped off some some scones to you while. You know, <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, indeed, <laughs> yes, yes. and at the same time, <laughs> some moist scones. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've just used the M word already. We're not yes. even five minutes in. That word is. Uh, <laughs> I just got to segue here for a second. I was in charge of the digital end of creative for uh, a lot of hair care brands uh, through through the agency, not at PNG. But um, it, anyway, there's a lot word, of them as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, there are. The word uh, "moist" was rated as, I believe, the second most undesirable word word to hear, yeah. and in yeah. like massive research. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, like, they had to use it a lot. <laughs> Oh, I use it as, as as often as I possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> Moist <Yes>. you? <laughs> oh, man, that's terrible. Anyways, I just thought that that was like one of those things like you never really think about it. You're like, huh, okay. Yeah, there has been a ton of research done on that. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, we've got a fantastic show, so I'm going to keep this moving. We do have a couple of announcements Marcus, do you get a lot of, um, or do you get do you get mail from fans? I imagine. Uh, yeah, mostly DMs on um, uh, on Instagram. To be honest, that's my kind of main channel of communication. Um, yeah, and the odd email every now and again. Awesome, awesome. Mm. Well, we do too, and I love reading the ones that I can and or paraphrasing some of them if I have to. But uh, this one is from Ben Harder. And mm-hmm. he, he sent us a quick note. He says, um, 
What's up, my fellow knobs? My name is Ben. I live an hour north of Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we connected on Minnesota. I lived there for a mm. while. Mm. Um, Minnesota? I, yeah. I discovered your podcast a few months ago, and now I never miss an episode. Thank you, Ben. Uh, you guys have such a broad wealth of knowledge. Not me. Mostly Tony. Sometimes Jared. Occasionally John. And, um, and always Rob, whenever he's here. I learn something new each week, especially during the Q&A episodes. Thank you so much. I think we might have to do some more of those, the Q&As. Uh, I've been playing guitar for 25 years. I usually play metal or ambient music, and I have a really good collection of guitars. I have a 75th anniversary commemorative Fender Telecaster, a Music Man Cutlass, a Gibson Les Paul Traditional Pro 5. That's... That's a lot of description for a Les Paul. Yeah. <clears throat> a Mayones Hydra Elite Pro 6 from Poland, Whoa. which mm. I don't even know what it is. That's, that's left field, isn't it? That it one. Is. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, uh, in yeah. my, I had some subsequent uh, chats with him, and that's he, he kind of chases the, the neato rare stuff. A Relish yeah. Mary 1 from Switzerland. Uh, I know those Relish guitars. They are... Um... Yeah, they're quite special. Yeah. They're what, great on yeah. hot dogs. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> all Tony's thinking about. A Chapman, uh, 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 I can never, uh, Rabia Massad signature model. I know who he's mm. talking about, and I can never say his name right. Apologies. Um, and a uh, Kiesel um, Vanquish that, had, that I had custom built for my birthday last year. They're all like wow. my children. That's quite a collection of guitars yeah there's some nice oddballs in yeah there cool. really yeah. are yeah. um and and for his amps he uses a rev d20 uh with built-in two notes load box okay okay so yeah. that's some heavy duty noise yeah. right there yeah. uh, i've been starting to look for a cab with the ability to go direct into my interface and play through my studio monitors at a reasonable level so it is convenient i also use neural dsp plugins i'll probably get a cab at one point but it's not a priority i mean Holy okay, mackerel. so yeah, this is this is this is high end kind of um, yeah gear, isn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, he's probably got a few DIY fuzz kits laying around, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we had some other uh, chats, and um, uh, it was really great uh, talking to Ben and getting to know him a little bit. And we really appreciate when people reach out and and share kind words mm. and and also mm. a little bit about them because I think it helps tighten up the community and like go hey i'm like that guy or oh i've never heard of that and yeah. go chase yeah. that yeah. stuff absolutely mm. cool. <clears throat> yeah. so um, thank you ben for sending that I have in to check out that polska guitar yeah well tony and tony because you're from hungary no you are hungry i you're am hungry, hungry but you're from poland <laughs> well my my dad is and my mom's family was too, mm -hmm. so. so i'm a purebred baby yeah so a quick update on Positive Grid. Yes. We did just finish up the contest, the Spark Amp giveaway, and I, we were just so thrilled to do that. Um, did, we, did I win it? You, you might have. I'm not really sure. Okay. I don't have the the answers yet. Who they, has the answers? They're running it through the supercomputer of uh, the world, trying to get that research done. They got the old IBM cr cranked up. Yes, that's correct. Uh, and while we're waiting, though, uh, they were kind enough to send us a code that will get you $10 off your standard Spark order. Not the Pearl. The Pearl is in like a, a white or like a tawny kind of... Or what, what's that a Tony. Called? It's a Tony. It's a Tony Tony. <laughs> it, you know, it's, Wait, it's they, like a blonde, you know. Oh, they, a fun. They do it fun. A per oh, man. They do a Pearl version. 
Yes, that's the one. I didn't even know this. But th- this coupon is only for the standard version, which is the black. It black, kind of okay. looks like front face of a Marshall or something yeah, like that. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's so $10 off. 10 you, bucks. You have to use Extra all, 10. all caps. All caps. Guitar knobs 10. Guitar knobs 10. One zero. Guitar okay. knobs one zero. Right that will that save right you now. $10 off your spark order. Um, and also, you know, look around because I know that they have great deals actually john's buying one right now I, it, the the discount code works i'm purchasing it right now i can't okay, well cannot if i, tell if you I don't to, win it i'm gonna buy one how's that sound i'm gonna use this code i like that you should i may well join you there i uh, i was uh, i've been gassing over uh, i'm gonna swear now yamaha thr5 or 10 and um yeah, this you've been going on about these, and I've been looking into them. I think I might you might have turned my head yeah. for a little des- desktop pedal testing amp. I, th- I think it would be perfect for that. I mean, we we've mm. used it extensively. Uh, Jared has one; he's been using it a lot down in Nashville. Uh, it's mm. I mean, I'm probably going to start recording all of the um, um, my <laughs> thing that I can't even the minute you know, minute, minute wonders minute wonder. Off of the yeah. spark because it did such a good job. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I, I'm do it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I may well do. All right. So in the meantime, as soon as we find that out, we will share that with you. I Promise. can't wait. I yeah. cannot wait. It's going to be exciting. Um. And uh, let's see here. What else we got? I think that's about it. So let's get on with this, shall we? We're going to talk about what's going on in the music world this week as Tony licks the frosting off his cinnamon roll, off his fingers, and... um, I thought I had a few more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Is that because I talk a lot? It's probably because I talk a lot. Well, usually you're spouting words and such from your mouth. I I do, yes. So we're going to check in with uh, Anthony here, and then we're going to find out what Marcus is up to. So, Mm. Tony, go ahead. Well, um, I was uh, this week. I just got my new edition of Vintage Guitar Magazine, and um, I was curious because they have a um, a new Harmony uh, model, um, and it's called the. Well, it's a it's a. You're gonna have to move your cinnamon roll to see the title of what the thing I you're talking about. I see it is. right there. I have the cinnamon <laughs> roll strategically placed. Please. Um, but anyhow, um, I had heard that um, Harmony was was uh, or uh, somebody essentially I, I'm assuming bought the name and is uh, is is reissuing these. And uh, according to the article in, in VG, they said that um, they are being made. Now I, I have to verify that because the all these guitars, these are you know for if it's a, if it is being made in the USA for you know I think one model's twelve hundred, one model's fifteen hundred. Um, that's a pretty good deal. Um, I suspect that they may be doing some hybrid version of manufacturing. Uh, but anyhow, even more interesting was they have their uh, their repair and main office in the U.S. in the old Gibson factory up in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, no kidding. So hmm. I think that that's very cool. Um, and the models are very cool, and I'm 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 assuming that they are uh, better made than you know the old you know budget models that were came out in the '50s and '60s. Um, and uh, so I'm going to check into this a little bit further, but I was just kind of curious, and if anybody out there uh, knows a little bit or owns one of these newer models, um, shoot us a line and let us know what you think. I'm I'm going to try to track one down somewhere around here. 
they have a dealer network set up too. But uh, but they look really cool. They look like the old guitars. Um, I'm assuming better electronics. The pickups look new, uh, a newer style. In fact, they're what they're calling um, uh, gold foil pickups. Actually, look a lot like the uh, the screen tops that. Uh, that uh, I have out, so uh, you know it's kind of an open coil with a screen and then gold foil, gold foil behind that. So it's it's pretty cool. So uh, definitely worth checking out. Mm, that's a great story, Tony. Thanks, Todd. Uh, Marcus, what is going on in your music world this week? Ooh, uh, well, apart from uh, obviously building a. a a heck ton of, uh, of pedals um black hat sounds this week um with the uh some really super rare me 4003 uh, uh silicon transistors but you know i won't no doubt too much about that um they're nearly done and ready to ship uh but apart from that i picked up a um uh broadcast Hudson Broadcast. Oh yeah, um, fun. Yeah, and uh, I uh, actually went to uh, band practice with it last night, and um, yeah, it's a killer pedal. Now, I received my King of Tone two weeks ago. Oh, oh boy! Yeah, and it was a, a real Simpsons moment, you know, and um, <laughs> and if I'm honest. Oh, here we go. Oh, Shoe oh. dropping. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I mean, it's it's a great, really, really, really great sounding overdrive. But it's 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 an overdrive, you know. And and there's only so many shades of overdrive uh, that you can kind of get. And I, and it's staying. The 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 is going to stay on the board, but the broadcast has got so much character. Um, it's uh, it's in a, on a whole nother level for me, and I kind of like things a little bit more gnarly. So it it, it it's it's blown me away basically. What you know, what so. is the main? What is the thing that that is blowing away? I know you said it, it's a little bit more gnarly, so I'm assuming that maybe there's some more range. What's the thing that you said? This is um, it. Well, it just has a, a, a more kind of. I wouldn't say fuzzy, but it's got a more granular kind of texture. It's not as smooth. Mm. Um, and it just seems to, I play in a trio. So there's a, a drums and bass and me on my tweed deluxe. And, um, it just has, it's not, it's still quite full frequency, but it seems to be able to carve out its own part of the sonic spectrum much more distinctly and you can just hear it much mm. more clearly as a player you can just hear it more in in the mix whereas you know sometimes when you step on an overdrive um unless it's kind of a clon or a or a screamer and i'm not a big fan of either of those um uh you kind of have to listen out for certain parts of your tone you know because sometimes they just kind of weld into everything else mm. Um, whereas with the, the broadcast, it's just there, no extra volume. Just like there, it is. It's all there. So right. um, yeah, really kill it, absolutely kill. And and silly price as well for for a, such a class pedal. I mean, I paid. I bought it from Anderton's. Um, uh, 
which is a, a kind of you know big i suppose it's the uk version of sweetwater really you know they're they're the the, the go-to they've got pretty right. much everything um and they've and got the was, captain so I, in, yeah indeed yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely um and it was 165 uk so um you know for a for a for a pedal that's that is as good as it gets. That's, How many that's, rubles is that? Oh, about. <laughs> I, I've, I don't know. I'll have to take my shoes and socks off to work that one out. So uh, yeah, that was that was my kind of highlight. Um, and I'm to be honest, the other thing is I'm still kind of fanboying. I went to Abbey Road um, about three weeks ago. They do they did a 90th anniversary um, open day, oh, and. It was insane. Um, they closed the whole of Abbey Road. There was no recording going on, and you could. There was kind of this one-way um, walk at your own pace around all the studios through the control rooms, and you kind of they grouped people up in ten as they arrived, and kind of as you got to the next control room, they sat you down and played you something through the through the desks, and uh, and then they had these kind of exhibitions set up in all the studios with all the gear. So you had like the number 17 recording desk, a console that had dark side of the moon and most of the early Beatles stuff recorded through it. And, and then the Mellotron that played on strawberry fields. And literally you could lay your hands on these things. Um, and so, uh, and then the last thing that they played us was in the big studio one, which is like a, huge the size of a sports center which is the orchestral room um they played us the star wars theme which was recorded in there uh through the desk it was recorded on and you're sitting there with this whole thing going on and it uh, honestly it brings tears to your eyes um and so for the last week uh, or two weeks i've been doing a star wars quest and literally start and i've done it in story order this time um, oh, interesting! And, oh, and I just finished that. Uh, la- uh, yeah, uh, not last night, night before. So um, that was the yeah, that was my. Um, so I now actually understand the story. Is it? Did it, did it make it better for you? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've seen it. Obviously, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 50 sure. years old. I've seen all the all the uh, all the films, but um, it, because they come out in such a disjointed order, it's like. Well, what's you kind of you know don't really. I'm not a complete Star Wars avid, but um, I now get it absolutely get it that you know how, yeah. Because I was like, are the Republic bad or is the Empire bad? Or are they both bad? Are they both good? I don't know. It's, and it's it explains like it anything else. One thinks that they're doing the right thing, and the other thinks that they're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, one's probably more doing more of the right thing than the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except when they do the wrong thing. Yeah, no, yeah. Death Star, it's going to be great. Free housing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a bit. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> so that's my week. That's cool. Hey, quick question about the broadcast. Mm. Did you get the AP or the, the dual? Uh, no, I just got the dual. Um, I, my my um, deluxe is kind of dark enough as it is, and I know the AP. Uh, I'm a big Ariel Posen fan, so um, and he has a. Um, I play quite a bit of slide as well, um, mm-hmm. and he, he but he, he loves a dark, deep, dark tone, um, and yeah, yeah. not 
not quite the vibe i'm at yeah. yeah that's that's what the ap the ap version is much it, it is it has a much more sort of upper mids to it mm, so uh, yeah yeah uh and w- just out of curiosity what uh since we're talking you know the show's about you so we're gonna ask you questions oh. <laughs> what uh what kind of amp you playing through i uh, was well, a tweed deluxe that's yeah so oh, it's yeah, a yes. 5e3 yeah. yeah that i built um um with a a weber um a p12 i think mm. it's there it's there alnico specifically kind of uh, uh voiced for the uh, for the 5e3 and it is killer yeah um it gets rid of all that that farty bass thing usually comes from Tony. um well yeah which <laughs> we, we said you said we weren't going to mention that <laughs> sorry todd um, <laughs> are we off air um so uh yeah, no, it gets gets rid of all that farty bass because that usually comes from the speaker because there's so much bottom end in the circuit. Yeah. Um, the, speaker, the speaker doesn't normally cope with it, but this does, and it's so smooth. That's great. And, it probably um, pushes yeah. the air a lot better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, it's my – and it's in a it's in a you know, walnut uh, cab as well, which is a, a little bit special, um, made by Zach Drummond Guitars, who um, – really worth checking out on instagram he makes the most insane um uh like uh, kind of precious wood acoustics and telecasters they are off the charts the 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 figuring on his um things wow. uh, zach drummond he's uh i think he's based in ireland well, yeah cool. I, I don't think i know he is yeah well speaking of uk-based uh stuff you know the broadcast is uk-based mm. hudson uh, electronics yeah. electronics have you you know, I guess since you all live in the same neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah, he's next door. In storybook land. Um, yeah. Is that, uh, have you talked to them? Have you reached out to them? Uh, no, no. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of just supporting, um, you know, uh, people for what they do. And I, I'm, I rarely, you know, um, make contact to get, you know, deals on things. Um I'd rather just pay full price um, and you know support everybody down the line because it's a, at the end of the day it's not it, you know we're not uh, it's not a massive corporate business you know we're not ICI sure. um, you know and I, I just feel like um, you know I'm I'm not paying dividends to uh, uh, to directors I'm I'm paying people to buy school uniforms you know no for sure um, I love that so um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's something that you know we've we've talked about before. It's like it's really awesome if you find something cool on reverb, but if you can find something cool on reverb and you can actually get it for a few dollars more from the actual mm. builder, yeah, like that keeps our community yeah. going. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, used prices on good pedals. The depreciation is not is not enormous. You know, on no. some of these, um, especially you yours. Know, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Let's not go there. Hey? Uh, um, but um, you know, obviously, if you if you're going to buy a a, a Mosky or or some JoYo or something like that, then you know you're going to lose seventy percent off the bat. But um, you now, if you buy something like a Broadcast, you probably only lose thirty percent if you wanted to move it because you didn't get on with it. So it's not really that much of a you know a big decision really to buy new. No. no. Uh, well, I, that's a, this is. 
the rest of the show is just going to be delightful because this has been awesome. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's uh, go over and check in with uh, John, who who just finished the purchase of his Spark Amp, but Tony somehow finished his purchase first. Oh, two. They I have, you've got, I, I have faster fingers. <laughs> so does that mean you've now got you? You can now play in quad. Yes, it also means that he's he's knocked down two cinnamon rolls in the time that John yes. knocked down. <laughs> I think that's why I was able to place the order faster. He's, he's all sugared up. His fingers are moving. Yeah. That, that quarter inch of uh, frosting on the top yeah. is uh, yeah. enabled me to <laughs> go super fast. Oh, boy. Uh, moistened your fingers. Ah, yes. very moist. My fingers moist. are moist and tender. Moist. <laughs> John, go oh. ahead. <laughs> So, uh, well, if you take a look at my music week as the past seven days, uh, last weekend was 934 Festival. I've been on the music committee for the festival for the last two years. Um, 2020 was kind of weird because it was just the bands and the music committee. Uh, this year we were open to the public again. And um, For those who don't know, 934 Gallery is a gallery in the Milo Grogan neighborhood and the festival's there primary uh, fundraiser for the year. It's a nonprofit organization. So great people. Check them out. Um, so that was Friday and Saturday. Uh, Sunday, uh, Rare Buzz, myself and Brandon did the second annual pedal building clinic over at Secret Studio. So thank you to the folks who came out and kind of suffered with us as we built and some pedals. And that's forever. Yes. Uh, well, Brandon um, is the intern at Rare oh, Buzz. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, what did you build? Well, we built, uh, we called it the Crimson Camel, but it was a, a pretty uh, uh, transparent clone of the um, Red Llama or the, the Craig Anderton, um, oh, what's okay, it called, yeah. the, the fuzz, tube fuzz drive. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. little pedal, the, the, the Llama, yeah, 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 nice, yeah. It always confuses me because I, I have the jam, the delay Llama. Like, okay. Oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah, Dalai yeah. Lama, but it's Dalai Lama. Yeah. And I yeah. always, it's, and it's red. So I'm like, it's, it's kind of a confusing thing for me. Only me. Anyways. <clears throat> but uh, I would say probably the highlight of the week, um, my, uh, my better half had a pretty significant birthday on Tuesday. I won't say how old she turned, but uh, she's my age. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but 20, uh, 20? Did she yeah, just turn 21? Yeah, 21. <laughs> yep. She can finally drink. No. Uh, so we, um, so Wednesday, I surprised her. I let her spend all day Tuesday thinking that I'd forgotten. Um, and then, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's treading in dangerous water, mon frere. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Wednesday, we drove down to Cincinnati and saw Alanis Morissette on the uh, oh. 25th anniversary of the Jagged Little Pill Tour, which... I've seen a lot of shows, and that it uh, definitely top five. I really? mean, when you factor in the nostalgia, Alanis was absolutely one hundred percent of what she was twenty five years ago. I mean, just an amazing show. She's still got it. I don't know if she ever ever lost it or ever didn't have it, but you know, just an amazing performance. And garbage opened, and Cat Power was the you know the oh, first Cat first Power was so good. I love yeah. Cat oh, Power. Man. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it was yeah. A, it was a real. She Real steady li lineup. And, where, uh, where was the show? It was at Riverbend. Okay. It, it was sold out, so it was, you know, me and 20,000-plus of my best friends, and everybody knew the words. So it was it was the, a rare incident where the 
crowd was probably louder than the band. I had nice. trouble hearing the next day just mm. because the crowd was so loud. That's, wow. that's fantastic yeah. for an artist to come out and, and get that back at Yeah, him. 25 years later. Wow. That's incredible. Makes me feel old now. Well, I am old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as for me... How and, about you, Todd? <clears throat> thank you, Tony. So one of our recent guests... Uh, do Ian, we include Todd in this? Or do we just He doesn't have right a music the, week. Oh, okay. I have a ticket. I pulled a ticket. It's my turn. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I insist. So oh, one of our recent guests, Ian Pritchard from Collector Emitter. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I, I caught a video of his that he put up about the, the Maxon FL9 flanger ah. from uh, early 80s. Yellow, bright, like a bright yellow, like almost a borderline yellowy, greeny, limey. Th- not you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. How's the scurvy? <laughs> Keep digging. <laughs> it was kind of a scurvy, limey, green, yellow. Yes. Uh, the the little uh, the guy in charge of lightning fast reflexes on my left hand side shoulder is is going like say it, Hooray. say it, say it. <laughs> uh, anyways, oh gosh. All that rigmarole for a stupid Max on FL. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, and it was the video just was absolutely delightful. And I and I said, I rarely actually get to buy things because I've got a whole bunch of kids and all kinds of stuff. And um, I just said, you know what? I'm going to see if I can get. I, I love the sound of it. It was it was really fantastic. He did a great job of just being true to what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I just went. I just went on reverb and, and just grabbed one right there. I just. Did you get a good score? It's not. I I don't often do that because usually somehow then I I get pinched for it later. Um, but yeah, I yeah I got a crazy good price on it. So uh, that's that didn't make me feel super bad. Okay. Like I did feel super bad. Like I'm so bad um, for getting it because I don't usually buy things. I can't. I, it's tough. Anyways. But instead you felt James Brown super bad. Yes. I felt that kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, kind of well, excited. Cool. You haven't gotten it yet, though. No, okay. no. Uh, and I think it's actually shipping from Japan. Oh. Um, so uh, anyways, it's going to be here in a, a while. But it shouldn't be too long. Japan is actually a, a fairly fast shipper. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I'll let you know when it gets here. I'll bring it in. Bring it in. Um, but I've always liked the the style of those pedals. You know, the, I think it's got a really neat aesthetic. It's built in 1981. It's got the you know the metal uh, the metal clicker thing bobber. That was the year and, you were born, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're very kind of Tron, aren't they? They're, that's, yeah, that's they're whole neat. kind of style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, they're very of their time, but they kind of don't. They, they date in a really cool way, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. And yeah. So, I, so I've always kind of wanted a Maxon. I'm like, that's the one I'm going to get. All so, Anyhow. Done uh, deal. Yeah, Dunsky. Uh, let's move on. Hey, John. Hey, Tony. Hey, since we just both bought Spark amps, and if we needed to connect pedals to those Spark amps, even though... I don't know that you would really need to, but let's just say you had to have a special wah or something in the front end. Sure. How would you, as an average consumer, connect to a Spark Amp? Well, Tony, I would say Tour Gear Designs patch cables would be the best choice. You're going to have to be pretty close, 
Or not. No, because they got the long ones. And actually, that's how I'm doing it at my house. I have the spark amp on on uh, the, this, my little platform, yes. and I put the pedals in front of it, and yes. I just use the, uh, I got it, I think it's the 18-inch cable, and I go right into it. Nice. It's brilliant. Wow. So there you go. That was an excellent answer, and I'm glad you said that, because not only are Tour Gear Design cables available in a wide selection of lengths mm-hmm. and shapes, they have the standard, was it the S, the U, the W, no, the, just, uh, the, just the, 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 well, it's the, a the C M, and the S. They have the, the M, the they have the M, yeah. and, uh, and a whole bunch of other All shapes. The other things. But the best thing about them is they're flat. Yep. Flat as a crepe, as I'm told. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. But in some circles. Told that. I'm told that. But the, the, the connector parts... You know, you, you know how you typically would have like one the of those right, right angle things that just is huge and looks out yeah. of place. This is like teeny it's, tiny. It, it is it's, as big as the actual jack, the yes. circumference of the jack. It's yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. So uh, go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount the guitar knobs. And you're going to save 10% on your entire order. Excellent. Count, that starts to add up, if especially because you're going to want to get a handful of these. I would get a bunch. I mean, and, and they're they're really nice. They come nicely packaged. They're signed off as if a yeah, human, they're, they're human actually tested. tested this. That's right. All right, everybody. Uh, go check out tourgearedesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs. And we thank Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. How about some of these? <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Marcus from uh, Reeves Electro. We are super excited to hear your four on the floor. Four on the floor, right. Uh, well, obviously, top of the list at the moment, I'm still honeymooning with the uh, with the broadcast. Um, so uh, that's an absolute... Yeah, it's a killer pedal. Um, so if anybody's got some uh, some hard-earned burning a uh, hole in their pocket, I would uh, highly recommend that one. Number two, Greer Super Hornet. I uh, have that. Okay. Oh, it's a that's another killer fuzz. I I've got it on my board. Um, and uh, again, we were doing a, a version of uh, Freddie King uh, California Blues last night, and um, it's kind of we do it as a like a stepping out thing. So each one of us takes a um, you know takes takes some bars and does our thing. So the drummer does a bit, and then the bass player does a bit, and then I'll. And every time it's different. And I and I smashed the Super Hornet last night, and they just all stopped. <laughs> I'm like, what? Nice, nice. So uh, yeah, it's like, no, you guys carry on. So uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that's a great. That is a just. And again, you know, good price. Octavius seem to be, um, you know, not super cheap for some reason. Yeah. But that's um, that and the Greer, you know, Nick built some. Absolutely killer pedals, and yeah. they're built. They're the ill outlast me that thing. Yeah. So, um, which actually, you know, at the rate I'm going is not uh, not going to be that long. <laughs> anyway, it's another, another story. So, uh, so yeah, really quick on the on the Super Hornet. It is a um, it's a it's a little bit of a wider platform than most of his other pedals. It uh, is. Yeah. 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 So I and I love that look. So I've got I've got a fairly small board. Uh, I think it's a twenty. No, 18 inch maybe something like fairly small anyway so i've got the three um um kind of oblong 
ones at the bottom, the the, the jewels. So I've got the I've got the broadcast, the King of Tone, and uh, the Super Hornet, and they just kind of sit there like the gang of three. And it's like, come on, we can take on everybody with these three. <laughs> That's you know? awesome. That's so awesome. Uh, yeah, they sounds like great. you need some tour gear designs, small cables. Yes. Well, quite possibly. <laughs> I've just been on their website, so uh, I'm just having a look around. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's uh, use, use, the, use the Guitar Knobs coupon. Uh, well, it's a, there's a big, big Guitar Knobs banner on the homepage. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't be f- far off it, really. Awesome. Um, um, the only thing that threw me off about what you said, and I don't know if Tony might have thought this too. I, I'll see if I get the look when you said, you know, you do a stepping out thing. And I was like, all I could think of was like Joe Jack stepping Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, there's a cream, there's a cream do a thing called stepping out. Yeah. And uh, and they all take turns to do a, a, about a fifteen minute solo, you know, so yeah. um, that's uh, I'm showing my age now, really. Yeah, well, so, it's, um, it was <laughs> it was it was a fun thing that happened in my head, anyways. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we're all we're all dressed in eighties power shoulder suits. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And, uh, yeah. How about um, number three? A, Number three, um, okay, so the uh, the jam pedals stroke, uh, that pedal show, uh, Harmonious Monk. Um, I've always had a love-hate relationship with tremolo. Mm. Um, I absolutely adore tremolo, but sometimes you come to play it and you can't help but play at the tempo of the tremolo. Um, and yeah. uh, Or it gets in the way. And uh, it's always been, been a thing, and I've always used it less than... I'd want to because you kind of, I find it a bit distracting. Um, but um, it does kind of mess with your ears a little bit if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. heavy up on it. Yeah, but absolutely. But this is the harmonic tremolo, which it's difficult to get your head around harmonic tremolo. But basically, what what happens is that the signal comes in and then it's split into two. Um, and it's EQ'd into into kind of bass and, a, and an upper level, and then the phase is reversed on one. So when one is modulated, is, is the amplitude is going down, the other side is going up. So your volume kind of stays the same, and it, and, and it just does this kind of swooshing, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. If you've not played harmonic tremolo, um, I I really urge you to at least borrow see if you can know somebody's got one and try it because it's just a such a thing mm-hmm. um it's kind of in between that and vibe i kind of vibe is a little bit kind of special for certain things but it, it kind of just it says it, it's too much of a print on your tone really yeah um whereas the the, the harmonic tremolo is is yeah, it just gives yeah. a it just gives a little bit of um, like I mean I guess the the closest thing I can think of is if if there's just a, a, a you know you're outside and there's just the slightest breeze it just kind of yeah. makes it a little bit nice. Yeah, there's a bit of movement it's, without yeah. without it being intrusive. It's it's a really great great effect, um, and uh, I'm overusing it a lot at the moment. So uh, that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, for sure, that's great. And uh, number four um, is, uh, I don't know whether you've heard of uh, Seeker uh, Electric Effects um, over in uh, Ventura County. Oh, Seeker. Seeker, yeah. Seeker, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I saw I've, you wearing a shirt, a Seeker shirt. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that 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 shirt, I um, I, I bought that shirt and I got a free Mark One tone bender from him. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, no, other way around. To be <laughs> absolutely frank. Otherwise, everyone would have said, "I'll have a T-shirt with that." Um, so uh, yeah, but his uh, uh, um, there, there's a, there's a gang of uh, of guys building Mark Ones at the moment around the world who are just doing crazy things. Um, and uh, the, the sort of authenticity of what they're doing, you know, down to the new old stock parts, and they're, um, it, it's just outstanding. And this thing is is mind blowing. You know, it really does. It's like it's just Jeff Beck in a box. You know, um, so uh, yeah, the Seeker Mark One Tone Bender. It's not always on my board because it's um, it's it's a it's battery powered. And B, it's um, I guess it's one of those kind of it's a very special tone. It's it's a um, sound. I, yeah, it's a sound which is not really kind of where I'm at gigging. Um, but I've got some studio time uh, coming up in in a month or so with the band, so it will definitely be on the floor for overdubs. Um, you know, secondary guitar stuff is absolutely perfect for that sort of thing. Yeah, where you like, I want that sound. You know, it's um, kind of yeah. like top shelf. Like, there's a couple of pedals out there that uh, you you could you could say it, you could equate it to. Like, this is top shelf stuff. Not necessarily that it's better than everything else, but that it is made specifically for drinking neat. You know, yeah, 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 yeah like exactly. That, as opposed yeah, to like, yeah, yeah, just throw that in the margarita mix. It's gonna be, you know, I was like, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Ice? What are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's very, very cool. I'm just curious, have you, um, you know, you mentioned uh, some of the new old stock stuff. You've checked out R2R. I'm, I'm yeah, assuming, well, yeah. I was going to say, uh, as, I, as I'm, you guys get to do this uh, week in, week out, I, I've got a few honorable mentions here as well, oh, if yeah. that's okay. Um, so, yeah, R2R treble booster, got one of those. Absolutely killer, killer treble booster. Um, I do use one of my own, though, but, uh, you know, that's, it is, it is outstanding. <laughs> That's allowed. Um, and, and Chris is Chris is great. Yeah. Uh, Spruce Gale. Uh, oh yeah. Killer pedal. Um, and uh, JoYo American Sound. Honestly, the best thirty bucks you'll ever spend. If you haven't got some of the any of the sound JoYo Sound series, drop on them. They are brilliant. American Sound is that. That's the Fender. Um, say like Fender in a box the, kind of thing. Yeah, the Tweed in a box thing honestly they are it, it, it is as good as an iridium wow I, I kid you i kid you not and it pushes better than iridium as well so you can put stuff in front of it and it really acts like an amp so wow um, yeah 30 bucks just 30 well, bucks uh, yeah yeah that's outstanding well um we all we always like uh honorable mentions and stuff because um <laughs> i think you know usually they're very well deserved and it also broadens our spectrum which is great mm. you know mm. um so uh that was a lovely four on the floor as expected and now <laughs> everybody's like get to it man <laughs> <laughs> enough yes um so we um we've got the red dot sound reeves electro in front of us and you know we've uh, if you if you ha if you still don't know what we're talking about yet, where can people go to check this out as we're talking? Uh, uh, I would say Instagram is is uh, where it's all at. 
Um, so if you just get on Instagram and, and hit up uh, at uh, Reeves Electro, all one word, um, you'll uh, I'll come up like a nasty rash. <laughs> so. Awesome. Um, well, I, I you know we're gonna we're gonna be just pinging and ponging around all over the place here. We we definitely want to find out about all about the you know the, the pedals that you're creating and everything. Um, also, mm. we do want to find out a little bit more about you and you know how you fell into this because sure. I know that we yeah. had a brief conversation that was incredibly interesting. Um, and actually, you know what? Let's let's start there. Can we start? Can we start there? Yeah, yeah start anywhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, how the the world is on fire? It's on fire, baby, <laughs> yeah. with yeah. Uh, Reeves Electro Love right now, and that is very well deserved. But it sounds from from our previous conversation like it kind of it kind of happened accidentally. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, so um, you know, I, I'm I'm in my mid fifties now. And, uh, I've been playing guitar since I was uh, 12 really. Um, and, uh, I've, I've, uh, that combined with my father was fearless when it came to fixing things. He's a, he was a, he's a man that just was like, I've got two arms, 10 fingers. I'm as good as the man that built this. I can fix it. And, and he would, and so, you know, I was brought up with that kind of that that just hit me by osmosis and I just was just became a practical person, you know, because that's all I knew. So I'd always make things and build things and muck around, you know, even from the ages of eight or nine, I was taking push bikes apart and, you know, putting different handlebars on them and all that sort of stuff. And um and guitars was just a natural extension of that. I I would take guitars apart, build guitars, modify them, got into electronics, started to do, you know, pedals. And this was probably in the, I guess, mid nineties, I really started getting into building pedals. Um, and, uh, I've had some periods in my life when I've been absolutely broke and, uh, I th- I'm like, Oh, well, I want to build a pedals. Yeah, well, it's you know, I think we all at one point have been there, you know, and um, I would scav- I would literally get old electronics, scavenge them, harvest stuff that I needed, and then put a pedal together. And there was a point when I wasn't even able to afford um, uh, Veriboard circuit board to actually build the thing. So I just thought, well, surely I can just connect all the components together. Um, and I did, and the 25th one worked, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and, and it was kind of just something that I did for me. And I, and it, I kind of got the bug of doing, and it was known back then as the dead bug style. Um, cause it looks like a whole jumble of just dead bugs in a box really. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I always did it for myself, and uh, and thought, yeah, that's cool. And it was something that I was always doing, on really, and off. Really quick, before you even go any yeah, further, sure. in, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the event that people aren't able to see this right now, the the special style that you're talking about isn't on a PCB board. It isn't on a Vera board. It is. They're all basically like suspended, yeah, on a so net the, of wire. Like, explain yes. that a little bit. So um, each component, whether it's a resistor or transistor or a, uh, a capacitor, um, has uh, a copper legs to it, usually two or three. And I use those legs just to connect to each other. And from 
experience I, I've worked out how to make that kind of structurally sound as well um, which uh, is another part that a lot of people don't kind of appreciate that you can build a, a pedal like this but it'll flop about and vibrate and all sorts of things and you'll end up with shorts so it has to be structurally sound as well so yeah I just literally bend the the component legs uh, in the, to the angle that I need them and connect them to another part of the you know circuit so um yeah there's no pcb it's just all the the rawest form of the circuit that you could possibly get man um it's the way i the way i see it, it it's, um it's it's it's, it's beautiful some, it's stuff really something to see but mm. uh, so anyways before i uh, interrupted you please continue on on how you landed here yeah no so so yeah so that was the thing that i always had in the back of my mind um and then about two years ago um I thought, you know what, it's 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 time. I'd always mucked around and done it for local friends and, you know, done pedals for local musicians and mates rates and fixed their guitars and all those sort of, that sort of stuff on a local level. And I thought, Do you know what, it's time for me to actually give this a proper go and set up and, you know, build a couple of actual models of pedal and go for it. And uh, I was just getting around to doing that and i'd built my workshop in in the garden uh i suppose with a view to that but just because i wanted a workshop and um and then i was working in the travel industry i've been in the travel industry for about 10 years um as a you know that was my grown-ups job and um uh covid hit uh, 18 months ago uh, you know that's a story we're all familiar with travel industry suddenly destroyed there is no travel industry um and i was made redundant given a nice package um and uh, two weeks later um that pedal show featured uh two of my pedals and I can honestly say it just went vertical. I mean, people say, oh, my business has gone vertical. And you think, yeah, whatever. But literally overnight, just everything changed. That's um, incredible. And uh, it's, it's been like that ever since. And I've, I've actually had to kind of consider how I put pedals forward because I can't keep up. If I had my website open for sales all the time, I'd – just uh, it's just me and um you know i can't pass this i can't take people on to do this because what i do is my own thing you know um so it would diminish to, the uh, i think the inherent value of it uh, and, and yeah. i don't mean in dollar value just the 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 personal connection and the sentiment yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah so um i just have to restrict the sales now to certain days and you know the a big a big part of what i do is with my mailing list so um obviously if anybody's interested in buying or getting hold of my pedals the, the best way to do that is to get on go to my website get on the mailing list um and then just wait for that email to come through that will give you a couple of weeks notice on when my next 24 hours is i call them waitlist wednesdays mm -hmm. it's always be on a wednesday it'll be 24 hours you can get on with no fighting no bun fights of you know there's only 10 left and they go in 50 seconds and all that sort of stuff i it's 24 hours you can order at your leisure and then you get on the wait list which at the moment is a 
about 70 odd days um and yeah that's it so um it's a, a, a uh, they say, you know, uh, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. And I was always really cynical of that, of those kind of, you know, motivational memes because um, there's a huge chunk of luck involved as well. You know, there's some people doing what they love and they're broke, you know. Um, I'm just very, very lucky. Yeah. And I feel blessed every day that, uh, you know, I've been given this opportunity really to, uh, you know, to get my stuff out there. Nice. Now, have you ever considered uh, putting a clear or you know uh, clear plexi cover on the back so people well, can admire that as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I I did it. Funnily enough, I did a giveaway. Um, I think it was when I hit two k followers on my Instagram last year. Um, you can get uh, plexi. Um, uh, enclosures, fully clear enclosures. Uh, mm-hmm. Zvex do a version of the um, Fuzz Factory in one, and um, it's a great idea. And, and it is probably the the most repeated comment on my uh, on my feed. Um, the only issue is that uh, Mr. Faraday would turn in his grave. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, 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 so the Faraday's law is is about uh, uh, radio frequency interference and and you know things that are pers- that that take that on which are vintage fuzz circuits which is what I build need a metal cage around them to stop that interference. So uh, a plexiglass cover. Um, I mean, it'd be nice to to supply them with both, um, uh, and it's something I kind of think about, but. Um, I just wrote Tony a note. I said, "Would you please make me a <laughs> an acrylic cover yeah. for the back of this?" Well, yeah, that's true. Actually, I mean, it is something that I, that I maybe should get my finger out and do. But there's only so many hours in the day, you know. To right, um, and I and I, thing, man. I'm a I'm a kind of a I'm a bit of a control fanatic. I do everything myself. I mean, there's nothing outsourced. Um, all the printing, all the packaging. Um, the painting, the etching, everything is done myself. So the packaging um, uh, has got some kind of rubber stamp prints on it. And um, well, and, um, the, and the enclosures are acid etched, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a that's a process. When you look at them, you don't you perhaps don't appreciate how much work goes into that acid etching. So. Um, uh, obviously, we're on a uh, podcast, so I can't hold one up. But um, the uh, the premise is that I get a bare enclosure. I then screen print. I was a screen printer for 15 years no back in, oh, an- wow. in another life. So um, I've used lots of things that I've learned learned down the way. You know, um, so the 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 image is screen printed in reverse in acid resistant ink on a bare enclosure. Then it's dropped in the acid because uh, you know we I drop acid daily, um, <laughs> and then, boom! I had to. I've, I've got that one in red pen in my notes. I've got to drop that joke. So uh, yeah, um, and it, yeah, uh, I'm laughing at the rubber plant yeah. as we speak. Um, anyway, um, where was I? Yeah, so so yeah, so it's dropped in the acid. Um, then it comes out, and the the uh, screen print I then wash off. And that leaves the original finish. Okay. Um, so, and then it's then it's um, 
uh, top coated twice, and you know, it's, so there's a lot goes into the enclosures before I even start to, you know, do the voodoo inside. Yeah, and especially um, you know, and when people are talking about like, oh, if you just look at one, you say like, oh, that I, that's that's one thing to to consider for that. Well, you're doing, you know, runs of them, so they're multiples and mistakes happen and stuff it's consistency yeah yeah absolutely i mean i'm i'm and this is why i mean i started doing them um with um initially you can use a a, a, you can print them off onto um onto toner paper through an inkjet printer Mm -hmm. and then you transfer them on and and that's a really hit and miss process yeah with uh Um, like mineral spirit right yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, there's two ways of doing. It. You can either do it with an iron or spirits. It's, it's, but I, I use the mineral spirits way. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that yeah. also works really uh, cool on on acrylic and plexiglass too. By the way. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I just thought. I, I just have to get my consistency up, and and uh, the screen printing thing was. Um, I was waiting to get it's a numbers thing really because the setup for for screen printing is I mean that that's probably the only thing that I outsource is the there's a guy that makes up my uh, my silk screens mm-hmm. um, because that's that needs some real specialist expensive specialist gear yeah so um, uh, but once I've got those it's so fast to actually you know I mean I've got let's have a look uh, three six. 96 enclosures all all printed and etched ready to go and for various paid for already i imagine yeah 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 yeah, well (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna remind me (laughs) i was gonna ask about uh and i'm assuming that you paint the insides the zinc chromate color is that something uh, ah now now so i can tell you why uh, aviation is painted on the inside that's what i wanted to hear yeah, he listens. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a condensation thing really yeah um because um uh especially with raf stuff or raf um with air force stuff um well, they're all painted on. It's an initial paint um, for all aircraft, um, and then obviously the outsides are, are camoed, but the insides are usually left. It is a corrosion thing. Okay. Um, um, but uh, corrosion because of condensation, because of the heat differences when you're up in the uh, in the clouds, and sometimes these things are uninsulated, um, mm-hmm. and depending on their payload, um, some stuff sweats and sweats weird stuff, and Ooh. yeah. So uh, there we go. But it's not. I don't actually. It's it's faux uh, zinc chromate. It's a it's a Indian ivy. It's um, acrylic. Yeah, yeah, foamate. Oh, I'm, yeah. I might. Uh, I'm nicking that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say because you know, so you could actually take these petals up into uh, upper uh, upper altitudes and yeah. still use that them. too as well. Yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. So, looking at the circuit on the inside of the uh, the pedal, when when ah. you start a new design, I, I would assume like we've got the red dot fuzz here in front of us. I assume yeah. like they're all laid out more or less the same. You figured yeah, out the absolutely. way to do it, okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, how long does it take you to figure out how to do Ooh. that? Um, yeah, that's a, it, it. Very the the red dot was a real pain in the ass i have to say uh, to get right because uh, it's like a the red dot <laughs> yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah it was winking at so me for bad. two weeks Oof. i can't um, believe i did that 
So, uh, um, um, so uh, yeah, because it's a silicon Mark II tone bender, and um, there are various um, iterations of that that float around the uh, interwebs, and uh, none of them, in my mind, sounded quite like a tone bender. Um, so I made it my mission, obviously, in the uh, in the seven days that I'd set aside for development for this to uh, to put that right. Um, it took me about four weeks um, wow. to to get it right, um, but I am super pleased with it. So that was a um, <laughs> unusual. Uh, usually it's around you know i start i start by um literally with a with a, a a pen and paper and just kind of i get the schematic the actual schematic not not a not a veriboard you know thing um but the actual schematic and um and and i don't know i i just have this knack of kind of being able to visualize dragging one junction across the page and kind of go, okay, so that junction can go down there and I can bring that one up there. And yeah, so it, I, I think in, in terms of the junctions rather than the components. Okay. Um, because uh, obviously they're the important, for me, they're the important bits, you know, because, um, and I kind of slide a junction along that line. And so, yeah, but it's, it all starts on pen and paper. Um, and then I'll, uh, uh, I'll start by roughing it out, and I and I find I, I've I usually breadboarding, um, which is a for the uninitiated is is like a plug board basically that you stick uh, components in, and it and it kind of makes a circuit. Um, not the audio quality isn't superb, but it's very very quick and really easy to adapt. Um, so I usually spend a couple of hours breadboarding something just to make sure that I've got the circuit passing audio. And then I literally go st- straight on to hand soldering the pedal because the way they're done, they're so easy to unsolder something and stick it in in a different way until I'm happy with either the layout or the sound or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once I've got that, I then say, right, let's make it pretty. So I then spend, you know, another few days just just kind of really tweaking the layout and making it, you know, please my, my you know, uh, you know, so it doesn't really trigger me too much, you know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, the red dot sound, like mm. I didn't really. It. Do you name the pedals after the parts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do absolutely. You also have the black hat sound, which looks like little black hats in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so they're, they're, the the transistors. I've got a huge stash of uh, uh, microelectronic um, transistors from the late sixties and oh up to the late seventies, um, and they were made in uh, a bunker, right, with a guard. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My cats guard them. That's the only reason I've got these cats. They're vicious. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, they're made in the UK. These these transistors. So uh, in uh, near Wembley, uh, in London. Um, well, they were. Um, and um, I seem to have a real affinity for them. I absolutely love them, and I kind of I can get something out of these transistors. So um, yeah. Um, cool. So the the red dot sound is. Um, I've 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 got. I don't know the quantities. I could tell you the weights of them that I've got. 
Um, I've got that many. I buy them in kilos. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. So uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So, well, uh, with the black hat sound, I got caught out and I started using a particular transistor called an ME four double O three, which is really sought after, really difficult to get. And unfortunately, the black hat sound. I stupidly built this pedal using gain ranges from or, or, or uh, uh, sort of the power of the transistor from either end of the range that these were made in. So when I get a batch of 100 of these transistors, I might only be able to use 10 or 15. Yeah. Um, mm. So, um, at which kind of shot myself in the foot, but it's an absolutely awesome sounding fuzz. So I'm not going to, you know, kind of just say, no, I can't do it. But they're quite limited and I thought, no, I'm not going to do that again. So then I bought these uh, red dot transistors. All of the um, red dot transistors. All of the red dot transistors, <laughs> yeah, uh, which are different. But now, now here's the thing. So um, the the red dot is a kind of a mythical thing. You hear the NKT um, 275 red dot and, you know, a few other red dot transistors. And people kind of, oh, that's that's the magic thing. I don't know whether people quite appreciate what actually that means um back in the day when transistors were made on non-computer controlled equipment they would spit out quite inconsistent results so the transistors were going to have been and then they'd be tested by a human and the ones that came closest to within a certain percentage of their of their range they hit with a with a red dot and put that in a red dot bin. Then there was yellow, white, and green um, for um, different accuracies to the to the, the, the specified range. So they'd, um, they'd use them. They wouldn't just kick them out. They would just say, well, this is a, a, a less tight range. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. exactly. So that's why, you know, um, and it, the red dot, actually, the only difference is it makes the builder's job easier. Because you you know if you've got red dots, they're going to be pretty tight. So you put that in, that's going to sound pretty much like the last one. Wow. Um, I, I still test them uh, to make sure, but you you kind of you're not chasing your tail by going. Oh God, this one's the gain on this one is forty percent less than the last one. I've got to change something in a circuit to make up with it and all that. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's where the red dot thing comes from. That's really neat. What a what a smart thing to do, and it's yeah. so, so such a, I guess maybe a, a rudimentary um, method. You know, <laughs> just like yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> um, well, now obviously the transistor production is computer controlled to with an inch of its life. You know, you can get transistors off, uh, you know, now off the production line and. You know, one from four weeks ago is going to be within five percent of one that's made today. Yeah. You know, um, and um, yeah, it's a glorious thing, really. But uh, they don't seem to have the same character, mm. really. Um, so uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I appreciate you sharing yeah. with that. Uh, that I love learning that kind of stuff. Um, so y- you're you're pretty much locked into. Mm, you love the fuzz 
circuitry yeah. and stuff. Is that mm. is that where you're gonna just kind of stay, or are you branching out? Or uh, no, I mean the, the the next the next pedal that I've got that I've kind of started uh, rudimentary work on really um, is. Um, is I love tweed amps. Uh, you might have worked that out. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 building a, um, a a dual tweed overdrive. Oh boy! Um, which is kind of capable of going from, you know, nice clean. Well, not clean, but um, nice kind of steady, basement type tones all the way up to, um, you know, Neil Young, just on on twelve. You know, wow. all the way up. So, um, yeah, that was going to be called the Leo for obviously obvious reasons. Cause I was sure. born in July. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to say if anybody asks me. Sure, anyway. sure. So, uh, um, and, uh, yeah, so, and it'll have like a headroom switch. So you'll be able to put it on, uh, uh 12 Watts or like, um, uh, 22 Watts and maybe like 60 Watts. So you kind of. Um, get the headroom of of a of a Tweed Deluxe or of a, um, a um, you know twenty two what amp um, oh, what's the um, I can't remember the names of the amps now anyway you know what I'm saying so yeah. you know it gives you and it, and it just gives you that kind of that range of uh, of headroom um, and then there'll be probably like a fifteen or twenty dB boost on one side which will just push it into that. If you've got it set on the on the uh, on the Tweed Deluxe kind of twelve volt twelve volt a uh, twelve watt setting, it'll just start to cave in and you know do that whole kind of thing that Neil Young does. I love Neil Young's tone, mm. absolutely adore what Neil Young does with it with that one amp. I mean, he uses that that Tweed Deluxe as his preamp, hmm. um, you know, because he mics that. Uh, 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 Again, I'm going to nerd out about Neil Young's system now, uh, so stop me if you get bored. But so he goes into this 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 five e three. It's mic'd up. Goes into a mixing desk separate to front. This is when he plays the. Well, I don't think he does this now. But when he used to play the big stadiums, it would go into a separate mixing desk from front of house. Then he had these two um, absolutely ginormous magnetone stacks which he bought from Magnetone after they did um, an exhibition somewhere. And they're like 15 foot tall and they've got, those, I think they've got, those things are incredible. They've got know, 15s, 12s, 10s, yeah, horns. Absolutely. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I think. And that's, I that's his front of house tone. Yeah. He does, he doesn't go in the front of house speakers. That's it. Oh, wow. Well, he go. goes out of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry. I interrupted. Yeah. Go on. No, that, that that's I was just because we uh, one of the Nam shows I was talking to the one of the Magnetone reps, and yeah. uh, we were talking about that particular amp and whether or not they would ever yeah. make a reissue of that, and they said uh, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, 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 we haven't got enough trucks. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, that's crazy. But yeah, so yeah, and he so so that like I say, his his little. Um, Tweed Deluxe is literally like his preamp, then goes into a big power, you know, into the desk, into a big power amp, and through these speakers, and then everything else that the band is doing is going through front of house. So um, wow, um, yeah. So uh, and and that that kind of saggy 
broken but still spiky and cutting tone that he has when everything's turned up on that amp is um yeah it's just you know Pretty it's magic. just that's kind of my tone on nirvana really so yeah that's awesome man. nice this has been absolutely a delight talking with you um oh no no it's been a pleasure an absolute pleasure yeah yeah we can we will definitely be having you back on um you know assuming you're willing to do so <laughs> anytime anytime <laughs> um, yeah yeah absolutely look you're gonna have to get yourself one of these as a pedal enthusiast as someone who is modestly trying to get things that matter or that have unique value or whatever um this is top shelf stuff um, we're going to transition over to find out what John has for us today. John? John, yes. John? John? That's me. Yes, Jared uh, isn't here, so John's going to fill in for, for Jared the is best he, he is can. Is he going to sing it? I'm going to try. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather? All right. Hmm. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. That's similar. Uh, I was transported. <laughs> <laughs> transported to where we don't know, but thank you, John, oh. for doing that. Um, uh, please. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. You're about to go. Okay, Buttercup. So you're walking down the street, <laughs> and you meet a genie. I love genie stories. Yes. The genie says, I will make you one choice because of what those jerks, the tone thieves, keep doing to you. You can either go back in time to any year and acquire all the vintage gear you could possibly want and come back to the present. The price of your journey through time would be that you could never purchase any new gear, new gear from the present going forward ever again, not even a pick. Mm. Or you can stay in the present with an unlimited budget, but you couldn't ever purchase any vintage gear again. Sounds like this genie isn't so great after all. There's always a catch. <laughs> And that question is from Sam Jett. I'm going to give him a little shout out. He knows what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, Sam's been a, a really great contributor yes, he has. as of late. I've had several conversations with him. And it's is any, a, any a relation a to Joan? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Tony with the low balls, always. Yes. Uh, so, the low line uh, fruit. You guys, you, they, <laughs> yeah, anyways, wow. Uh, all right. So thanks, Sam, for sending that in. I think that is a great question. It is. Uh, Tanya, what would you like to do with this? Without a doubt, I would go back in time, grab everything. Huey Lewis just grabbed the mic, go, what? What? <laughs> I'm going to go back in time. Uh, but, that, I mean, to me, knowing what I know now, yes. if I knew what I knew now, even when I was in the, in the, you know, in the 70s and 80s when, when I was playing, um, I would be a much richer man than I am right sure. now. Sure. You would have been poorer then. I would have been poorer but then, now. but much, much richer now. Yes. It's so, that Michael J. Fox. It's that Michael J. <laughs> Fox moment, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's right. I would have taught... Uh, Keep it, just keep going. I was definitely going to yeah. go out there. Okay. I lost it. So what would, uh, so what would I do? in mind, with, yeah. what would be your number one? Like, what well, would I would go do? back to like, you know, uh, late 50s. Yeah. And then just, you know, maybe snag a couple of flying Vs when they couldn't give them away. Yeah. Uh, probably a couple of... That's the first one you'd take? I'd take a V. I'd take an Explorer. You wouldn't and, take like a 59? 
Well, of course. Oh, you're getting there. I'm getting there. Jeez. Oh, well, I mean, we don't need the catalog of what you're doing. I would grab Christ, as you many only got two hands. late 50s Gibsons. You got two hands. I got two hands. One in each hand. What are you grabbing? Oh, come on. First, That's first, not fair. He said as much. He said as much. As you, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> well, we get the gist. Time so machine is a no, I, would, I would grab. Now, what I probably, well, I mean. What would you miss about right now? What would I miss about right now? I mean, some of the innovations, things like amplifiers and pedals and things that are probably, dare I say, better than what was available back then. Um, but there was some cool stuff out there in the, you know, in, in getting into the 60s. Sure. Um, but again, a lot of it was experimental at that yeah. time. Um, I think we've come to a point today that, you know, things are, whether it's a pedal or an amp or... Even guitars, to some degree, I, I think they are better made than they were in their infancy. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would miss. But you know, I I could I could definitely get by with you know a couple of late fifties Gibsons and some some. So cool basically, you're just going down to your basement. Yeah, I wish. Okay. I mean, I mean your shop. I mean your vault. In yeah. neither of those places. No, no, I'm not. I don't. Have, I don't. Well, I don't think I have that much yeah. stuff. All right, John, how about yourself? Well, this is kind of a toughie, but I might cheat a little bit here. No cheating. Oh, well, The it's, genie's not going to like it's, it. It's not cheating. It's just kind of maybe playing the rules, uh, not how they were in, intended to be taken. It says I can go back in time to any point and right. gather up whatever I want. Right. So if I went back in time 24 hours... I'd kind of get the best of both worlds. Now, granted, I wouldn't be able to get anything that comes out from here on out, but I could have that same 59 Les Paul that Tony's walking out the door with, plus any modern equipment that I'd ever want. I just would be limited from here on out to never getting it again. Now, if you're going to hold me to it, I would That's probably... That's some quantum physics right, crap right, right there, wow. man. Wow. But, but if you would hold me to it and the intent of the question, I would say I would probably have unlimited budget modern going forward just because, although nostalgia is great, from a purely functional standpoint, I feel like we're better off now than we were then. Mm. And if, I'm, if all I'm doing is playing this stuff and not putting it up on reverb, I, I think we'd, we've got better equipment now than we did back then. All right. Fair, fair. That's arguable. Marcus? Uh, yeah, okay. I would uh, I would go for modern gear. Uh, simple reason is that, okay, let's split it into pedals and guitars. Uh, um, um, uh, yeah, pedals, guitars, and amps. Uh, vintage gear, uh, I personally, I think the reason they are so uh, there's such kind of um, reverence towards them is because the good stuff has floated to the top. Um, they were, especially with guitars and, and amps to a degree, they were massively inconsistent. Um, and uh, there's this, there's probably more crap ones than there are good ones. So if you're back in the day, it's a it's a real shootout to get a good one. Um, whereas if you buy something, you know, really high end, you go to Novo or, or uh, you know, any of the guys that are making, you know, Daddy Mojo or any of those guys that are making really, really top end vintage inspired guitars, you're going to get something as good, you know, and you put a brown and wound pickup in it, um, you're, you're away, you know. Um, pedals wise, 
you can buy some pretty good vintage replicas these days. You know, I mean, I, I was talking can about you? Ones. Oh, in fact, yes. Do you know Strazy. anyone? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But no, I mean, you look at Seeker, for instance. He's making like-for-like like replicas of the Mark One. You know, he's yeah. down to – he now makes one called the System, which is um, uh, Macari's uh, back in the day. Uh, uh, Macari's of London, who were the guys that, that uh, kind of – they're the godfathers of fuzz you know they they were the guys that produced all the tone benders and sold them they did a competition back in the 60s they gave away a mark one fuzz a lad bought it he was a band called the system and he scratched it on the side and macari's bought it back recently um oh and that's called this uh, the system tone bender and somehow somebody's managed to sneak out the values for that so, and he's uh so seekers building a literally component for component version of that wow, and it sounds wow. identical and it won't break yeah you know, and if so, that ever uh, goes yeah. this for sale it'll probably be on like Sotheby's or something yeah well exactly yeah whereas you know you buy you you pay proper money for a seeker version but at the same point it's you know it, it's not uh, arm and leg and a kidney yeah. um, you know so yeah I'd go for I'd go for modern every time because uh, you can get to within, I reckon, ten percent of of uh, you know the the experience of playing vintage with modern equipment. Plus, when you're in a club playing live, do you notice the difference? Hmm. Probably with all not. that, with all that going up, I mean, in your in your soul, you do. Yeah, and that's that's a whole that other extensively. Actually, I think that there's... that's a whole other experience. But yeah, I'd go I'd go modern. Yeah, well, let yeah. me let me ask you this. So you mm. said these modern reproductions of vintage uh, bits and pieces. Do you think that the modern reproductions sound exactly like those vintage pieces when they were new? Or how they do now? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, would over Tony's many, very many... proud of himself about that question, by the way. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> well, it's, 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 yeah, it's a valid question because would, uh, you know, if we're talking specifically guitars... Well, I'm, no, I'm, would... ta I'm, talking, I'm talking electronics now. Oh, okay. Um, I think um, with uh, vintage components, they drift... Yep. Um, over time, um, and also the accuracy of those components was less. So everything that came off the production line had its own vibe. So I think, you know, when people talk about the Mark One tone bender tone or you know the fuzz face tone, it's it's quite a wide spectrum. You know, so it, it's actually everybody's got their own idea of what it sounds like, yeah. and. To a degree, everybody's right because they all sounded slightly different. So I think, you know, if you've got something that's modern and is in the ballpark of a fuzz face, chances are that back in the day, a fuzz face was that came off the production line was also in the ballpark. That's why Jimi Hendrix went in and tried out 10 before he said, I'll have yeah, that one. That's right. You know, um, whereas yeah. now, you know, you can buy what you can buy, you know, you, you, you pick, uh, you know, Jimmy would have been on YouTube going, oh, I'll have a, I'll have a Dunlop now or I'll have a, you know, I'll have that one or that one because now they're all consistent. It's just what brand you want. Mm -hmm. so, mm. 
Very interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Because I, I, I know myself. Yeah, well, and it pertains to guitars, too. Because, yeah. you know, newer uh, reproductions of old instruments never quite sound like, you know, if you picked up the vintage piece and yeah. the modern reproduction, uh, it, it feels different. It sounds with, different. With guitars, I think old wood is is the only big difference in that um, the resins have crystallized, the oils mm-hmm. have evaporated, everything has become, not just the moisture has driven out, but, you know, the minerals have and There's everything. Is, again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the more, yes, yes. Oh, you got me. I tried. Um, but yeah, that that's that's probably the, the only thing with, uh, with, with a, a, a vintage guitars is they just have that snap. Yeah. And that depth of uh, of resonance that a modern guitar doesn't achieve because they're they're just ready for it, you know. Yep. Um, Todd, are you yeah. going to weigh in on well, this? Well, let me tell you about this. I'm going modern too. Mm, um, Tony Island again. Tony Island. <laughs> I think that the for me, like I just I'm never going to be able to afford vintage stuff. I, I just don't see that in my... Yeah, but the genie's going to send you back, and you can come bring back everything. But but aside from that... Okay. I'm so enamored with the creativity that we are swimming in right now, uh, su- such as Marcus and what he's doing yeah, with, yeah. His, with his pedals. I mean, I, I can't... I People are tired of me talking about, like, the pedal that I have. The, the red dot or or chase's guitars or you know chase gullet's guitars or uh, you know I, I could go down the list every almost every single person we've had on the show they've been on because we're really excited about that and i that is a huge part of my life now like i really value the that excitement and the and uh the the enthusiasm and and the the community and everything and I wouldn't give that up for anything. So as cool as old vintage gear is, I'm absolutely in love with where we are right now. Okay. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. So. Yep. All right. Well, uh that was a really good question, Sam. You uh, Just one oh, one yeah. side question. Sure. Does the genie sound uh <laughs> Like Robin Williams, it's got to be Robin Williams, isn't it? It's, it has to be. I was going to say, if it's not Robin Williams, it's we're not even going to have this discussion. I don't know. I, I think I might like Barbara Eden better. No, uh, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tony's going. We got to thank a few people here. Yes, we do, Todd. This is an important. This part is of an our important show. part because at this point of the show, we at like this to point thank of the show. We do like to thank a good. At this point of the show, we'd like to thank a very special group of people. These are our executive producers. Now, someone out there might be wondering, what is an executive producer and exactly how can I become one? It's quite simple. You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple of options for you to become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. There are a couple different levels. Each level comes with a bevy of thank you gifts, things like T-shirts and barefoot buttons and picks and stickers and f- keychains and flashlights and all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But as an executive producer, you get all that great stuff. 
but there's one thing more. John? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. That's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Tom Brazen, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Anthony Lathrop, John Anglin, Brad Partridge, John Esterly, hey y'all, Justin Jones, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Golagatas, Richard Kendall, Tig Harmon, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, Gary Cooper, Mark Garton, Elad Mazrahi, Magadi, Trevor Gundberg, Rick Calhoun, Anthony Gemolero, John Halverson, and this week we have a new executive producer. Yeah. He listened. He visited Patreon site. Mr. Drew Lopez. Right on. Welcome Thank you, aboard. Drew. You are in very, very good company, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I had some great conversations with him, too. Excellent. But wait, Todd, there's more because, yeah, we've got executive producers, and then we've got some serious executive producers. We like to call them our grand poobas. These folks have a special suite on the penthouse floor. They like to bathe into miniature swimming pools of orange liquid of their choice. Because it matches the fez. Yes. Get it? Yeah, I got it. Okay, I just want to make sure you're following. Good. So special, 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 special thanks to these grand poobas. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Cody Foster, Sean S. Tommy Manasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, James Pennington, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, Johnny Morales, Mel Sanders, Bob Crouch, Sam Jets, who provided a lovely Would You Rather, mm-hmm. Michio Murakishi, Martin Cliff, Hex Matos, and Michael Van Zant. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Excellent. So good. You boys are so slick. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what you'd call it. (laughs) We're We're moist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, Tony, Tony, where can people find your things? Well, I think if you went over to pickguardian.com and checked out some of the things I have available there, but by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email, let me know what you need, what you want to do, what material you want to use, all the good stuff. I might even have a good tip or two for you. So shoot me an email, let me know, and I'll take very good care of you. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, let's see here. How about Sean? Well, you can find uh, find me on the web, rarebuzzer.com, B-U-Z-Z-E-R.com. I'm on all the socials, at rarebuzzer, spelled the same way. Got some neat stuff coming very, very soon, so now would be a great time to sign up for email lists, get the follow-in. Uh, next couple of weeks, neat stuff. Awesome. And Marcus, we need to know where to find your stuff. Yeah, um, so uh, obviously uh, reevselectro.co.uk um, is my website. Um, 
and uh, all the socials again, specifically Instagram at Reeves Electro. Um, hit me up, hit the follow, and uh, yeah, that's where you can see all the updates. So if you buy, uh, if you do, uh, you know, buy a pedal, um, I document each build. Um, you'll, uh, I send a um, an email to you when when you go in the build queue. You get your serial number then. So you can see when I start building your serial number on Instagram, you'll see some photos of it being built. So um, yeah, nice. that's that's, uh, that's how that kind of works. So uh, yeah, you get the kind of uh, you know I like to wind people up and get them teased and ready. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, you can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, uh, and you can also direct message me on Instagram. Uh, at Guitar Knobs. We would love to hear your four on the floors. Uh, your, We'd love to hear your uh, would you rathers. Yeah, Send absolutely. us the stuff, man. Send it. And if, and if there's builders that you uh, would also like to see on here, you've got any shout outs, um, send us those too. Uh, you know, we, we're always connecting with new people. Um, and just so you know, some people don't want to do it. <laughs> that happens too. Uh, so we're not neglecting. Uh, if you have sent it, and you're like, well, you never sent me, the, you never got the person on that I suggested. Yeah, we, we always try. So uh, anyhow, Marcus, thank you so much for no joining problems. us. This has been a delight. Thank you. One, just one last thing. Yes. Um, uh, you said about shout outs. Uh, I'm actually a member of a builder's guild um, called the Nine Volt Nation. <laughs> um, and uh, there are nine of us. Um, and if you look at uh, at 9V Nation, uh, on Instagram, um, you'll see who's involved in that. It's a new thing. Um, we are actually going to be doing some podcasts and some informational um, YouTube stuff and uh, a few other uh, interesting bits and pieces as builders, mostly nerdy buildery stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, check out uh, all the guys involved in that. Um, 9V Nation. Yeah. Well, now you got – you got three more followers immediately on that. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I really appreciate you asking me to go, come on the show. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Todd. Absolutely. Um, it's been a, a complete gas, uh, a real privilege to do it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Tony just got here and... Um, um, he must have combed his hair today because he looks extra pretty. So, oh, okay, <laughs> that's what extra. took so long. Damn it, Tony! Damn you, Todd! Ten dollars. I was right, you dingus. <laughs> Say it, Todd. No, Sonderless. no, Say no it. you're just gonna make fun of me. <laughs> this is actually something I I mean to bring up the fact that um, people over the Atlantic can't say the word properly at all. It's got an L in it. I've got my cup of tea in my Abbey Road Studios mug. I'm ready to go. So um, we're all good. You just need a scone and we're... Yes, scone. Oh, now don't start me on pronunciation of that one. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Worcestershire. Yeah, yeah. You ready to go there, homeboy? Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. It's been a while since I've been called that. So, yo, uh, yo, I was like, yo. I mean, I was... Hey, was the, was the record button supposed to be on? Shut up. <laughs>
Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarknobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarknobs. Catch you next time.